You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. The Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa Sports Update. I'm Bryant DeHorn and this is your Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Alabama's season opener with Miami will officially kick off at 2.30 Central on September 4th on ABC. The Alabama softball team will host a regional this weekend featuring Alabama State, Troy, Clemson, and the Crimson Tide. Deontay Wilder has won a lawsuit that will allow him to schedule a new rematch with Tyson Fury. The previous rematch was canceled due to the pandemic. The Northridge Jaguars have scheduled a spring game this Friday with the ACA Patriots. The game will kick off at 6 p.m. Tickets are available for $6 on GoFan.co. For more details on these stories and more, check out the Tide 100.9 website or download the free Tide 100.9 app. 17 national championships. 27 SEC titles. 131 first-team All-Americans. 70 postseason appearances. 39 postseason victories. This is Alabama football. And this is Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. tradition. I'm Ryan Fowler. Mark Houston here with me. We're going to talk some Alabama Crimson Tide football. We're going to get you ready for this big Alabama game. 109 days away. Can you believe it? We've started at 245 and we're down to 109. 109 away from the University of Alabama. A lot of things to talk about. A lot of things to discuss. It is Mark Houston and uh, Martin, you're looking good. I hope all is well, my friend. All all is well, Ryan. Uh, hey, Ryan, you, you need to turn the volume down, getting some feedback uh, from the studio. I got you. How about that? Is that better for studio, you? We're getting feedback on this end. Okay. Gotcha. All right. How about how about now? Is that perfect? Is that better? Yeah, you're perfect. Thank so, you. So that sounds good, man. Glad to be in with you. Glad to be here. Um, hope everything is well, sir. Yeah, everything is good. And, uh, you know, Martin, I want to talk about a couple of different things, uh, kind of diving into a couple of uh, areas. Alabama found a punter, and it's a, it's a conversation that I've talked about multiple times with transfers, but Alabama was able to find a punter, and, and I've, I've said this multiple times. If you give Nick Saban a chance to clean up his roster every spring following you know the 15 days of spring camp, I don't know if the guy will never not win a, a, a championship in the SEC and be in a championship for the national title contender. Well, I mean, this new rule, of course, gives roster management capability. And um, I've said if they don't um, find out, uh, uh, do something with the time, uh, letting it go all the way through May, Nick Saban is going to absolutely 
uh, cherry pick um, what was happening there. I'm not sure who he got. I had not heard that news yet. Just literally walked in from the workplace. So, so who did Alabama end up getting in uh, in terms of? So and and punting was an area of concern for Alabama. I mean, they were not able to flip the field, and maybe it was just some of it that we were so accustomed to J.K. Scott. But Jack Martin, uh, the junior, averaged forty-six one point yards uh, per per kick. Uh, he played for Troy, and I'm a little bit split about this because it kind of makes me realize that the haves and the have-nots are going to really, really struggle because if you're a coach and you're uh, a, a coach at a smaller school, you may get a player uh, to where you want him to be, and then all of a sudden you lose him. I'm not in this story. I'm not pointing out that Jack. I mean, I, I think he'd be great at the University of Alabama, but a, a little soft spot in my heart for these smaller schools because you know this guy uh, has spent some time at Troy. Uh, he's invested, uh, and and I know he's looking for a better opportunity. I'm not. I'm not disappointed by that. But it just did the rule really talk about coming down from the NCAA. I mean, that's where this rule kind of came from, and I don't know what their really goal of accomplishing this rule. I don't don't really know why we're saying that it was implemented other than, you know, they couldn't find another way to implement other rules. I'm fine with the rule, Ryan. Uh, What I'm not fine with is is I'm okay with a a one-year transfer, uh, one-time transfer. When, When you look at college kids, uh, making decisions, Ryan. When when have they been told something that hasn't panned out for most of these guys when it comes to their athletic career? Most of these guys who are being recruited at this level uh, have been the best on their field uh, since they were probably six, seven, eight years old, nine, ten years old, and every promise that's ever been made has been kept because they've always been the best one. Okay. So a lot of these coaches promise that, and then they get to college, and it's not so. You have to earn your play and earn your way. Uh, and so what happens is th- these guys get that reality shot. Well, after that one time of seeing that the world will lie to you to get what they want, and that they're not always after your best interest, the next time they transfer, there's a consequence. My biggest thing, Ryan – is the unfairness to the kids who went through spring this year at Alabama, Okay. at Clemson, at these other places. The unfairness to the coach at Troy who spent all spring, all offseason, and, and now he doesn't have a chance. He doesn't have a chance to fix his roster. And, and, and so if you were to make it where if, if the transfer rule and all of this stuff – had to be before spring practice or somewhere between, you know, like the NFL, somewhere between signing day and two weeks or whatever, you can go out and get and recruit and, and, and manage a roster. After that, it's shut down for the free transfer. You can transfer, but you can't get a free one if you unless you do it. Because you could do it anytime before that window, Ryan. But you know how the the, the uh, free agency market works in the NFL. Once it's open, it's open. But then it really gets big when you can actually sign. You can recruit the whole time. Well, it just to me, I, I look at it from a Troy standpoint, and, and like I said, I'm not using. I'm just using the Jack Martin conversation as just something that we, 
you know, have two schools in this state. Uh, we don't spend a lot of time talking about Troy, but you think about their coaching staff. You think about the players on that team. Is it really fair for those players? Uh, think about it. I mean, they busted their butt and, and say, let's say that you've got a punter. And this particular young man was ranked in the top 10 collegiate punting. Uh, he was number one in this conference. And when you take a look and you say, okay, well, there's one thing I know about my team. Mark, we're going to have a great punter. And we're going to be able to get, some, get out some bad jams. And we're going to have, this is the way that we're going to go. But all of a sudden, you lose that. I just don't know if that overall rule is good for the game of college football. Ryan, once again, I think it's the timing of the rule. I don't, I mean, it, it's unfair to allow a coach to have free willy nilly uh, and everyone else that benefits from college football to have the option to leave whenever they want, however they want. And then the players, not only can the players not leave without consequences, uh, you know, anytime they want, they couldn't leave without being punished almost for a decision they made at 17 years old, okay? that That's unfair. So I'm okay with the rule. But what I'm saying is teach responsibility, teach them you can do it. You're free to go anytime, any year, anywhere. But if you're going to take advantage of the free rule, the free option, it needs to be between this time of the year. Now, and then what that does is it doesn't destroy college football. And that's what you're concerned with is Nick Saban this year, he still has another month and some change, Ryan, to get more players. I mean. Well, that, that, that's it, what I said. I mean, I think his excuse now, Martin, I'll be disappointed if he's not in every championship game. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I, I will literally be disappointed if he's not a part of a championship, and I'm not trying to put the expectations where you can't reach them, but how, how do you not? I mean, you have a chance to clean up your roster post-spring. There's no excuse for him not to be in every championship. And that's, that's why I said make it before spring. Now coaches are having to really make some tough decisions, and it gives the kids at the school where these players are going to be transferring in a chance to also look. You know, Jalen Moody – He's a great kid, paid his dues, Ryan, and he he, he busted his butt all spring. Um, and now he's probably not going to be the starter, most likely, uh, if uh, Toa Toa is allowed to play and not have to sit out. Now, what would happen? Would Jalen Moody, would he have gone through spring if he, if he knew already? Oh, I see what you're saying. That's a great point. I haven't really thought about that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean – he may would have wanted to go somewhere else. He may would have been in talks with Josh Heupel, you know. So you uh, say it prevents him from going I mean, out and competing for another job somewhere else. Correct. That's and a great point. Not, I really haven't thought he, about that. Yeah. And he's here. Uh, so that that's part of it as well. And I know we benefited from this. I don't have a problem with grad transfers changing whenever they want. But this is not a grad transfer. This is a kid correcting a potential mistake or just chasing playing time. And that's why I think you need to make it where the timing, Ryan, like I said, great rule. I love the rule. I just think that May, the, the May time frame after this year, and this year they let them go to July, that May time frame, I just would say move it back up, tie it all together around 
See, the NFL doesn't let you have free willy nilly. No, you know, no, no. Before, there's a there's a time you have period. To make right. these decisions before the draft. The well, free agents have to move before the draft, so that the teams that are leaving, they're protecting their league. And this is where the NCAA, to me, is not protecting their own product. They they don't get that that. I mean, I know this is crazy, and and uh, last week I just. I was messing. I said, Justin Ross coming to Alabama. You know, uh, what, what, how crazy is that? But but what about this, Ryan? What about Eric Gilbert? He's not in at LSU yet. Or what about, what's the tight end uh, from a and uh, Weingartner or whatever his name is? What if he decided to come to Tuscaloosa right now? I mean, the guy may want to win a championship. If I'm Nick Saban, I got people out in Texas going, man. I, I mean, I would have people planning on radio shows, and, and I would have people calling radio, local radio shows in Texas and go, hey, what would be the impact to Texas A&M if number 85 went to Alabama? I would have that story. Now, all of a sudden, it gets back to him. Then he reaches out to Alabama. Nick Saban said, come on. Who's going to beat Alabama if we add a guy like Eric Gilbert or uh, the kid from Texas A&M? Great point. I mean, it's it, it goes back is we are – I promise you, Nick Saban is going to run with this rule so much that they're going to reverse it. But, Martin, I want to focus It'll on – one-year rule. Yeah, it, it will probably be, be, and we'll name another one after Nick Saban that he got it changed. Now, if you want to jump in with Martin and I, it's 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. We'll get phone calls coming up in a couple of minutes. But let me let me go back here. Let me ask you from a coaching standpoint, because I had a veteran coach on uh, that was, uh, he spent 54 years coaching either college, pro, uh, or uh, he started in high school coaching, uh, then he went to college. Then he spent some time in the NFL. He's, he worked with Nick Saban, Coach Pete Jenkins, uh, who kind of talked about the coaching standpoint. He said, what does this transfer rule do when we talk about coaching? Because some of my goal is I want to break you. I, I want to be able to get you because I want to be able to maximize your ability. He said, I think sometimes this transfer rule, when you can just walk out any and make it easier, he said it kind of changes the way that you coach that you may be forced. And I asked him, I said, Coach, would you change? He said, well, I don't, I'd say that I'd li- I'd, I wouldn't want to, but I think I would have to. I would have to change. Well, two things, Ryan, is they, they're going to have to change somewhere, okay? Nick Saban may not as much as everybody else, but when you're sitting in a kid's home now, you're going to have to be more honest than you've ever been as a recruiter, Okay. You can't promise that kid playing time now and know that if you get if he gets there and he doesn't play, that he's now faced with, man, if I if I go, if I leave, I'm gonna have to sit out a year and wait and start all over again. So he's less likely to transfer. Take that away. And now I can leave and I can literally pick, I can look at a hundred. And 30 rosters, Ryan. This is not like the NFL where there's where there's 32 uh, teams and they all have NFL talent. I can look at Georgia, 
and go, oh, my God, Georgia doesn't have a running back. They're struggling at quarterback. And I can leave. I can leave in at the end of April and May 1st be wearing a jersey ready to play for the other team. I, you better be honest on the recruiting or you better treat them like love and uh, with kid gloves when they step on campus because that when you yell at them now, they they have the well, upper hand. Oh, you're going to yell at me? I, I'll end it with this, Martin. Have you ever wanted to quit on the football field? Uh, you, you want to ask that another way? Was there a day I didn't want to quit when I was at Alabama? But, uh, probably but, not. But, but think I mean, about how that may have shaped you. What what if what if I mean because the grind helped. There's lessons on that football field. Let me tell you. Uh I mean I, I know that we we teach our kids that every day is like, you know, sunshine and roses. It ain't like that. I mean, real life, man, there's days that you win and there's days that you you lose. Uh it, it's, <laughs> it's you, you'll love it. But for everybody, just think about having to go to your parents, that tough parent. And tell them you don't want to do something that you told them you were going to do and that they were expecting you to do. Now, take that and put put Gene Stallings as the name and put him in that corner office. And the fact that you are upset with how things are going and you have to go sit in his office and say, Coach, um, I don't want to play for you anymore. Uh, Will you release me? Yeah, that's a conversation that most 18 to 22-year-olds aren't really quite ready to have, Ryan. And if they are, it's probably time for them to go. And if they're not, guess what? Most of the time, uh, by the time they get up enough nerves, whatever they were feeling and experience has gone away. And that's the thing. It'll stop all those reactionary, I've been mistreated, I don't like it here anymore, jump ship type of thing. Ryan, I went from, when I came back, my freshman year, I was slotted uh, on the depth chart at one or two. Uh, I didn't make my test, and they put me um, last place on the walk-on depth chart. And made me – I practiced with the regular team, and then they made me go run scout team, and then after practice, they made me run every single day. I wouldn't. I mean, if I could have just transferred but, but it, out. But it, you know what? It, and, and I got to get to break here, and we'll come back and talk about it. But I mean, I think you could probably back up and see how that molded you uh, as an individual. Or not molded, but it, it helped. Oh, molded is correct. Okay. Okay. Well then, and and so, and I've asked. I think I've asked a half a dozen players in the last month. Have you ever wanted to quit? And I, I've not heard one. Uh, no, I, I never crossed my mind. Anyway, let's talk about it. We come back. We'll talk about ways that Alabama will not be in the national championship game. That's Martin Houston, national champion winning fullback at the University of Alabama. I'm Ryan Fowler. This is Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. You are listening to Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. Your connection to Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama Athletics on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Houston, it's it's rough to get old. I just want to put that on record, okay? 
I'll tell you a funny story. Sometimes you got to laugh at yourself, right? Just a little bit. Martin, I have spent most of the day today looking for my debit card, okay? I've lost it. I've lost my debit card. I mean, you know, I went through all my different mindset of like, okay, somebody's going to cash out all the money. They're going to be able to do it. And I didn't want to hit the no and, and being able to cancel it. Literally, I stood up three minutes ago, and I said, what is that in my back pocket? What is that in my back pocket? I said, that, that feels a little uh, different here. Where, I, I have literally sat on my debit card all day today. It's been in my back pocket. I tore the house up looking for it earlier today. Uh, I, I, I accused my dog. I accused my cat. I mean, I was looking for somebody to take my uh, debit card, and it was in my back pocket. It's rough to get old, Martin Houston. Well, at least you didn't say, come on and say, man, I was looking for my debit card, and it was in the last place I looked for it. <laughs> I, when I hear people say that, I'm always like, um, I hope that is always true because if you kept looking after you found it, you know, you're older than you think. But anyway, yeah, Ryan, it's rough getting old. And um, that, that's pretty bad, Ryan, sitting on your debit card and looking I've for been, it. I've been have looking you, for it all. I mean, I have literally been looking for it for probably eight or nine hours at least. Have you, have you ever been on the phone and talking to someone and start looking for your phone? Has that happened yet? No, no, no. But, but oh, I mean, oh, I, I had, I, I've done it briefly. But I had an employee that that uh, communicated to me that they were late for work because they had been in the parking deck for the last ten minutes looking for their phone, and hey. come to find out they were on their phone driving to work and pulled into the deck and continued the conversation, and while they were getting ready to get out of the car, talking to the person they were looking for the phone. That's getting old. It is. It is. But I'm okay with it. I'm, I mean, wisdom. See, I'm trading for wisdom for things like that <laughs> uh, because I have experience. And I try to tell, uh, you know, people, uh, daughter, nephews, nieces, uh, hey, listen, don't do not do that because I've done it. And I, I feel crazy for saying that I've done it. But uh, so, Martin, going back to what we were talking about when we talked about molding a a person there's more i know we look at footballs and it's all about championships and you think about you know winning a championship and having a chance to to do all the special things which those things are good and i think this goes across for it's all sports if you want to talk about alabama's sec championship winning softball program or if you want to talk about the gymnastics uh, team sec champions or the the basketball team or the football team you you learn life lessons the hardest professors were my favorite professors because they challenged me in a lot of different ways. I just feel like that you're removing some of those life lessons that football gives you. Yeah, uh, my wife has a thing that sits on the end of um, a bar table uh, we have. It says, you grow through the things you go through. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, you grow through what you go through. And that that's that's one of the things that, is as a whole, Ryan, is creating some issues of opportunity for growth for, for our young people. And thus, uh, I think a lot of times you see the, the reaction or overreaction uh, with some of our younger generation when things don't go well, uh, the overreaction to that. And football players aren't exempt from that. Uh, they're just bigger, faster, stronger versions of 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 us and uh you know like i said this it's a good rule uh i just think they rushed it i think they should have thought through it a little bit 
I think it should have been implemented for next year. Uh, Pass this year, implement it with the timeframes between December, the first week of December, um, when the season ends, uh, through two weeks after signing day, and then that gives everybody a chance to really do the roster management. And if a team goes into spring, they know who they've lost, uh, and they have all of spring uh, to to uh, adjust and and get someone the necessary reps to be prepared. Because football, college football, Ryan doesn't have a preseason like all the other sports, so there is no chance for you know someone to come out and compete and win and get that game experience. So, Martin, let me let me backtrack here for just a minute, and then I'm going I'm to jump in with some phone calls. If you want to jump in at 205-342-9904. If you're Nick Saban, because the question that I want to ask, and it's just something I'm going to do on tomorrow's show uh, on the afternoon side of it, is if, if you're looking at Alabama's roster, tell me an area that Alabama needs help. So if you're looking for another player to add, because you've, you, you pointed it out, you've got till July to do it. You've got about, what, about 45 days now? Uh, that you can go out and you can hang a shingle and you could say, hey, we're looking for this, we're looking for this. I- is there a position that you're looking for? I mean, we could run through it. I mean, running back depth, pretty solid. Wide receiver uh, depth, pretty solid. Tight end. I mean, you said you could always try to find a way to get better, but you got to be pleased with uh, Cameron Latou and Andre Billingsley there. Uh, 13, 14, five stars on offensive line. Surely uh, Doug Marone can put five together. Defensive line, you got plenty of depth there at least what we think you do linebackers you seem to be okay i mean i guess if you had a stud defensive back that said hey i want to go join nick saban but you got a punter you got a kicker uh is there area of concern that you would listen if somebody had an interest in your program Uh, i'm gonna tell you i you know if you you go to uh you know the our regular home station top 100.9 they have a great article up Joe Gaither wrote, and we were talking about that. Um, I'm going to tell you, I would go after a big nasty. I'd try to find a Landon Dickerson. My concern with this Alabama team, Ryan, is the big hog mollies might just be hogs, not mollies, if that makes sense. Uh, I don't know if we have any Chris Owens, uh, no attitude there in terms of nasty. Uh, Evan Neal, big strong athletic kid, but no nasty in him. And uh, so uh, one guy that came up and a lot of our listeners won't know him, but he's old school nasty in my opinion. Uh, He's already been at Georgia and he's at Tennessee. Kate May, a big offensive lineman. He he has a pedigree from his dad. I think you infuse him in to this offensive line and Alabama would absolutely – be unstoppable once again. All right. So, Martin, I'm gonna I'm gonna add one more position here, and I hope this doesn't irritate anybody. Pretty comfortable with Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young is gonna be a superstar uh, here. But I, if if I was looking at a guy that let's say that you know it's a smaller school and you want to get into coaching, you know, kind of like Gardner Minshew a couple of years ago, even though it kind of worked out better for him to go to Washington State and end up going to the pros. But would you look at a backup quarterback because you think Jalen Milrow is that guy? Uh, Paul Tyson is a guy that can give you something. But if if you're looking for a weakness, it may be depth at that quarterback position. I, I would agree if you were looking from a depth standpoint, 
the quarterback would definitely be a position. And I don't know if you got to watch the uh, FCS national championship game, um, but uh, the quarterback from Sam Houston would be at the top of my list. <laughs> um, he, he, he was a, um, you know, I don't want to, I was going to say a lesser brand of, of uh, what we have as our starter right now, but he may be better. He's tough. He could run. He has had a nice arm and led his team in three different different games, Ryan. They were down in the fourth quarter and brought him back. That's the type of kid you're talking about. Somebody like that that um, would would be a guy uh, at that same level of Carson Wentz of the world and Trey Lance's of the world. I think this kid may be the next one uh, in that. And he probably would jump at an opportunity to come here and fight for some PT at Alabama. So, yes, the other place I would potentially go, Ryan, is to replace Patrick Chertain. Um, uh, I, I, I'd i be calling up Stingley right now from LSU <laughs> and saying, come oh, on over, baby. Could you imagine? Could you imagine at the SEC, the robbery, you go out and get one of those guys? Oh, my heavens, wow. It, and here, here's the thing, Ryan. It's not. It's no longer just Alabama getting good, okay? Alabama didn't just get good. Tennessee got bad. got worse, right? I mean, you take Stingley away. You take, uh, uh, I, like I said, I can't, the tight end, I can't, whatever his name is, uh, big tight end from, uh, Texas a and I'll have to look up his name here in a minute so I can pay the young man respect. But uh, you, you, you take him, you don't just help Alabama. You hurt Texas A&M. And, and, and so it's a double whammy. And, of course, the SEC, Ron, hasn't decided whether they're going to let it be or not. They don't have a choice, Ron. Think about this for a second. It comes down, it's a recruiting battle. Big Ten. ACC, Ohio State, Clemson, or Alabama, and the kids considering those two, three schools. The Big Ten will let me transfer within conference or anywhere else in the country. So does Clemson, the ACC. SEC says, oh, you have to leave this conference. Well, you just took away some of the best teams for me to transfer to. Kids are gonna. It's gonna hurt the league if they. You'll have kids leaving the SEC, going to Ohio State and Clemson, then turn around and coming back beating the SEC. So it's gonna pass. Uh, I'll be shocked if it doesn't. I should say, and then that's gonna hurt the league again. Martin, you were talking about, I believe, about Jalen Wider, Wilder Meyer, Wider, Widermeyer, Widermeyer, Widermeyer. Yeah. Yeah, 6'5", 265, uh, guy caught 46 balls last year uh, for 506 total yards, six touchdowns, 11-yard average. So, uh, and, and I guess if you look at it, I mean, we don't really have a blocking tight end, do we? And he's more than – I mean, he is a – he's a in-line – I think that's what Latou is probably. But most of the time, Ryan, we're going to go with who? We're going to put in, you know, a non-threatening – former offensive lineman, you know, masquerading as a tight end. Um, and you get that guy, and now you have the ability to put him at the end of the line of scrimmage and then move him out, shift him out from there to wide out, bring him back in and create a mismatch all within the same play and not give away that it's a run play or a pass play. 
or play to the other side. Let's break here. We'll come back. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. We're going to get padded into the conversation next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Policy. It's Elsie having a fun. Have some fun, man. Talking Alabama Crimson Tide football on Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler in Tuscaloosa on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. As we will get into the conversation, let's welcome in Pat. Pat, good afternoon. Uh, you're in Alabama Tradition. Welcome into the game. Good, good evening, fellas. My two favorite radio talk show personalities. Uh, I agree with Martin, oh, I, except for I would like to see it uh, to go from the uh, last day of fall classes to the first day of winter classes, and and that and reason being is strictly for the student athlete to be able to get back into school in a timely manner. You know, we, we we've got to look at these kids as also being student athletes, even though yes, I I like to get and it's get Latoya is going to I mean I'm, I mean Tuatoa is going to be an NFL player. Yes, I understand that. But he's also a student athlete. What do y'all think? Well, he is, and and I think, um, you know, I, I've asked uh, a lot of different former players about team chemistry. You know, you, we've talked about Jalen Moody. I'm not saying that this is going to happen because I've watched Nick Saban manage a lot of things. But do you wonder about bringing a guy in, knowing that, you know, because it may create some uneasiness about other positions because you don't know at some point you're going to go out and get another guy. I mean, you does it hurt your – and I'm not talking about the immediate future, but does it hurt the future future and, and uh, you know, the years to come? Martin, jump in. And I, I, I can see Pat's point. And my initial stance, Pat, was that it needs to happen um, by, like, the end of January, what I, what I had initially said. And that was thinking more about uh, the student athletes that were signing. Think about a kid who's trying to decide where he's going to sign, and then he commits to Alabama, signs the paper, and then Alabama the next week (laughs) or down the road uh, before I even make it to campus goes out and gets a guy uh, of the caliber of Henry Tua Tua, uh, Toa Toa, I get Toa Toa to come play. Uh, if he had, if he had committed, if he had committed or had to make that decision in January, huh, I might sign with someone else. Um, yeah. And Pat, uh, you know that we, I, Brett, uh, 
Ryan, you remember the year when Alabama brought all those guys in and they had some type of thing that they could get them all in in, in, in February or something? You remember that year a few years back with the early enrollees? There was guys who signed uh, and they actually got them enrolled. It was some type of mini semester that get them. Oh, get you no, know, no. Yeah, you're, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they were trying to get them enrolled and it was. It was a mini semester. There was a split semester. At the beginning of the year. Yes, yes, yeah. And it was like, uh, how did you create those classes? Most people didn't even know that those were even an option in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I would assume that all colleges have that, Pat. But that's yeah. the other reason, Pat, is like I said, I, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah. I love the rule. I just don't yeah. I don't want it to ruin college football, and, and, and I don't think it will. Yeah. Uh, but I do think it, it, it is going to make some top-heavy football. Tennessee, and I make this prediction today. Tennessee will never be back. Yeah, and, 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 and I, 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 I agree back. with y'all. They're, they're, they're not coming back, Martin. That, right. that, but, never, yeah, that, that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. Yep. Because, I, hey, but, because, but before I let y'all go, I do want to bring because y'all almost brought it up, and then you didn't go any further. I thought I was reading or listening to Orson Welles earlier today. I was reading where T.J. Finley is talking to the Alabama coaching staff, and that there seems to be uh, a little smoke on both sides. Uh, a six-foot, six, 250-pound six, quarterback, if he could learn how to value the football, he could make could be a good player. What do y'all think? Well, the rumor I, I heard was he's really high on Auburn and thinks he has a better chance of beating Bo Nix out. I'd be worried about uh, academics <laughs> if I was high on Auburn. <laughs> and so, but that's 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 what I've heard. I'd be worried. I, I would, man. I because listen, I've watched transfers in the last couple of days. Uh, guys have left there, went to IU. Guys have left there, went to Tennessee. Guys have went left and went to USC. And I think there's others. I mean, it, something's happening down there. I mean, I know you sometimes you have to lose before you can break them down and, and get them ready. But uh, it just seems to be some uneasiness around uh, the first couple of months with Brian Harson down there. Well, guys, thank you all for taking my call. But like I said, I thought I was in the twilight zone when I read about T.J. Finley. My goodness. Okay, well, anyway, y'all have a blessed day. Guy, thanks, Pat. He, uh, you thank know, he you. could be a difference maker if he ended up here. I don't know why he he would choose to come here. Um, why not stay at LSU and battle against those guys? Um, there was not anything spectacular about any of those guys that that would make him leave. So I, I don't see him choosing Alabama, but because uh, the competition is going to be even greater than it was where he where he's leaving from. Um, and we'll we'll, we'll see. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. We're going to wrap up the loose ends. We're going to talk a little Alabama softball, uh, preview that coming up in a couple of minutes. we got baseball trying to find a way to be a part of the tournament. We'll continue with more of the game. This is Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy this afternoon and tonight. Just a few isolated showers around. The high today, 80. Tonight's low, 66. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. The high, 83. And a warm day Thursday. The sky mostly sunny. The high, 86. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The host of the game, Ryan Fowler, and the host of the Martin Houston Show, Martin Houston, have combined to offer a show filled with in-depth analysis of Alabama football and more. Alabama Tradition broadcasts live on Tide 100.9 every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. and is available live and on playback on numerous affiliates around the Southeast. Check out alabamatradition.com for a list of affiliates as well as other great content. This is Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And as we get into a lot of different things, uh, Martin, let's go to softball here for a couple of minutes. Uh, what an exciting weekend. SEC tournament here in T-Town. And for one, I think you got to back up and credit uh, the University of Alabama for the logistics and able to pull that off and be able to put the spotlight on the University of Alabama and the surrounding campus. A lot of people taking it in, either on the brickyard or inside Rhodes uh, House. When you look at Alabama taking care of business against the Kentucky Wildcats, Tennessee, and then just absolutely shut out the Florida Gators, uh, the number one seed going into that uh, SEC tournament. Uh, Alabama finds themselves in another tournament and the 16th straight regional, according to Patrick Murphy. He told Jay Barker earlier right here on the same station, 16 straight hosting regional. Uh, he built the program from scratch. That's a pretty good accomplishment. Uh, but softball on the winning ways, trying to find a way to get ready uh, for the postseason, seems like they're peaking at the right time. They're, they're absolutely peaking at the right time. Uh, talking about a softball program, Ryan, as you said, that was built from the ground up. And I love the way he built it. He built it uh, exclusive from Alabama football fans. So there is a mad following for Alabama softball uh, that does not depend on the Alabama football uh, team and program. I think that's why you've seen the sustained success, Ryan, because the support and the buy-in is there from the fans, the university, and of course the players. Um, but as as storied as this program is, Ryan, we may be watching uh, on the softball field very much what we've had the opportunity to watch uh, in football, uh, possibly uh, the best. To, to, in that story tradition, maybe two of the best to ever do it at the capstone uh, with uh, Bailey Hemp Hill, of course, setting their school record. And I reminded people the other day, Ryan, she said it with a whole season missing. She oh, didn't wow. have last yeah, year's yeah. SEC. Huh? Wow. I never thought about what yours. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. <laughs> she, she said it with the missed the whole season, the entire SEC season, uh, 
last year, and she still set the record for most home runs. So definitely in high cotton uh, eliteness there. And then was this performance, Ryan, uh, because of the way softball works, was this three-game stretch um, as dominant a dominant a performance by an Alabama athlete in the, in the school's history? You have to think, Ryan, they won their first game, but then – they had two series this past year that they didn't win. They lost the weekend series to Kentucky, and they lost the weekend series to Florida. She came back <laughs> with with vengeance, just absolutely annihilated 39 strikeouts, uh, SEC tournament record. So big time, big time. Well, it was, it was fun to be able to watch uh, Montana Fouts, you know, just the record, the endurance, the – I mean, just – you know, you're sitting there and you're like, wow, uh, what she's able to do is is pretty remarkable. I heard Coach Patrick Murphy on this same station earlier, and one of the things that he said, he said, you know, you, you look at things that they recruit. He talked about one, he said, we recruit uh, kids to our program, but we also recruit the parents. Uh, but one of the other things that he kind of put out there is he said, uh, you know, when you take a look at this this program, he said, one thing we're, we may miss out on, he said, we may miss out on talent, but we're not going to miss out on character. And that was, a, that was a big statement. I mean, I just think it was a cool statement because he said, we, we, can, we can work on the other things, but we're not going to strike out on, on talent, excuse me, character. Uh, we may miss, but we're going to miss on talent. And, and I thought that was, you know, thinking about his program. And, uh, Martin, I can't tell you the last time I heard anything negative uh, about the softball program. I, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there is uh, anything out there, Ryan. And, and, but when you get, you know, he, he, he knows how to see talent as well. Sure he does. Uh, and, uh, you know, Ryan, and I think, I think Nick Saban learned uh, a thing or two from him. You know, um, that's a great point. You, you remember how we talked, how much he talked about Bryce Young? And how he talked about Bryce Young, the person, as much as he did about Bryce Young, the quarterback. And that was coming off of the, the previous two number one overall picks uh, being disasters. Um, and we see that they're still out there chasing um, the or, or running from the demons, whichever one it, it, you may put it at. Uh, talking about Alabama's previous two number ones to Bryce Young. And then yet again with this class you hear him talk a lot about the character. And I think he realized that, you know, it's already enough challenges with this younger generation. Let's go out and get good football players as good people uh, and, and and see what we can do. And nobody does it better than Patrick Murphy. Well, it's just, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to be able to see him, his program. And, you know, it seems like right now, I mean, I've said this multiple times, I don't think the brand of the University of Alabama has been any higher than it is right now. And I'm not talking about just football. I'm talking about all the sports. When you look at the script A, look at it. I don't know if there ever has been a year in our history where you win basketball, softball, gymnastics, and then on the football side, of SEC championship, and you're competing. I mean, you look at gymnastics, where they finished, look at where uh, basketball was able to do. You take a look at you know the other things uh, with softball, and you know who knows what the future may hold. Greg Burns somewhere has got to be uh, celebrating, smiling ear to ear of what he's been able to accomplish. And then I'm going to mention something else. 
uh, track and field also in the, you know, in the conversation with, with having a successful season. Rowing today, the first time that they've ever been invited to the NCAA tournament, that announcement coming down earlier today. So you just look at all that. I mean, that combined, uh, Greg Byrne has built an entire athletic department or, or maybe uh, has raised one up, uh, taking everything in the brand of the University of Alabama. And, and Ryan, you speak of that. Um, is Alabama not right now leading the Capital One uh, Cup uh, in terms of the men's sports? I think, um, I, think they I, would think ha- I think they would have to be. I think they're clearly number one in that in that slot. I think uh, sitting with 82 points, uh, and, and of course, with what happened this weekend, they maybe have jumped into that with the with the women's sports as well. So um, clearly, a conversation for another day. But is is Alabama getting to enjoy Ryan the best coach in college football? Uh, at the same time, having the benefit of having the best athletic director in the history of Alabama and maybe college sports. Martin Houston leads us out mornings at 6 a.m. Wimpin' Berry inside the locker room, 7 until 9, 9 until 11. The Gary Harris Show, Southern Pride Sports with Travis Ryer, 11 until noon, 12 until 2. Martin Houston's uh, side of things. When you look at uh, Jay Barker and you look at Lars Anderson, 12 until 2, we lead you in uh, uh, each afternoon, 2 until 6. Uh, we talk a lot of Alabama Crimson Tide athletes. All of that is possible on Tide109.com. Tide109.com. Martin Houston, morning, 6 a.m. Martin, we got to get out of here, man. It's been a fun hour talking Alabama Crimson Tide football. Uh, roll Tide to you, man. Road Tide to you. Fun to be with you on Alabama Tradition. And appreciate you, sir. Have a blessed day and catch you on the flip side. Absolutely. Thank you, Martin Houston. That's Martin Houston. Big thanks to Brian and everybody else that's a part of our team. We will see you tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Shutting it down. Uh, I was told a couple of seconds ago that uh, there will be no title talk. So if you were dialed in for that, uh, that will be not happening. We're going to switch to ESPN. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 2 o'clock. This is Alabama Tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide.